Wir in my line of work, you got to keep repeating things over and over and over again for the truth to sink in. To kind of catapult the propaganda. It's time for the November 3rd edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review. A free-form mash of current events compiled from the world's remaining newspapers and blogs at NathanCallahan.com and ripped with moral clarity from Harper's Magazine at harpers.org. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Caspar. And now the news. Palestinian leaders accused the Obama administration of destroying any chance of peace talks after uh, Senate uh, Secretary of State Hillary Clinton backed Israel's refusal to halt expanding illegal Jewish settlements in the West Bank. So that we, we had had this thing going on right. up until this weekend where right. the Obama administration had been demanding that Israel halt all settlement building before negotiations could resume. Right. And then right. uh, Clinton shows up and, right. well, we really didn't mean that. It went from a, de- a bit more or less demand on our part to a request. And then it went from a request to, well... Gosh, if you feel like it, yeah. And now they're and and Netanyahu and these guys just said no. Maybe it was the Beaver Moon over. It could the have weekend. been the Beaver Moon. Because remember, I'm... the be- Beaver Moon is worldwide. The phenomena of the full moon. So beavers all over the world just right. get busy. Yeah. They get busy. Yeah, oh, if yeah. there are beavers there at this time of year. Yeah. Okay. In in the northern hemisphere. All right. In the southern hemisphere, the beavers might just be relaxing. They might be a little more relaxed. Yeah. But busy beavers, everywhere. Amnesty International accused the Israeli government of preventing Palestinians from receiving enough water in the occupied West Bank and Gaza Strip. So Amnesty International is accusing. And I, I don't know what the, what they have backing this up, but it seems like we've been reading reports of water shortages for a long in the Gaza time. Strip for a long yeah, time. And, yeah. and finally someone's pointing a finger. This is a U.N. report that is uh, named that. Yeah, this is this has been this happening. This Amnesty is pe- International. Am, I'm sorry. Amnesty yeah. International. They've been trying to essentially starve these people out for a long time when they're not uh, when they're not shooting at them. They're uh, depriving them of, of medical equipment and, and uh, medicines, food and now water. Yeah, it sounds a lot like South Central. Yeah. There you go. Afghan officials declared Hamid Karzai the winner of the country's disputed presidential poll after canceling a planned runoff election. Now, this is interesting. Yeah. I don't, because what's happened here is the uh, era, the uh, Afghan so nice they had to name him twice, Abdullah <laughs> Abdullah. Yeah. <laughs> has said, I don't want to go through this election because it's going to be really messed up. I don't want the runoff because yeah. it's going to be corrupt. And there's going to be bad things that are going to happen, happen, which is exactly what happened in the first election that they want to run off now for. Yeah, to me, this yeah. is the curious thing about this. Yeah. Uh, they, they had the election. Obviously, Karzai was responsible for stealing up to a third of the votes that yeah. he received, at least. That's what they can determine right now, and I'm sure there's more. And Abdullah Abdullah was upset, and yeah. now they had the runoff. I mean, obviously, they they determined that there had to be a runoff, and Karzai didn't even want to do that. Now Abdullah is saying... Uh, I'm not going to run because it's still as messed up as it was before. Yeah. And now everybody's, yeah, the Americans, it's the, settled. Yeah, it's settled. Then yeah. he's not running. And then yeah. now, now there's what's what's the worry? What's the problem now? The guy who was probably at least going to be competitive, if not win that election, has decided not to run. And everybody's really happy. It isn't. Does this does this <laughs> democracy? Is this the way democracy works now? Well, yeah, it is kind of. It isn't always it? has been. A little it, death threat will take care. A little of things. Yeah, probably. 
little death threat. The, the appearance of democracy is apparently more important than actual democracy now. That's what I've always said. Yeah. At least 12 people were killed in an attack on a home used by U.N. staffers in Afghanistan. Six of the victims worked for the U.N., including one American. It was the uh, attack was one of several around Kabul. Yeah. Uh, with yeah. uh, others targeting the presidential palace and a luxury hotel. Yeah, great. So they're blowing things up over there. Lots of people are getting hurt right now. Uh, this is in response, in many in in, in many ways, it's a response to the uh, Afghan. Uh, the well, through Pakistan, there's an offensive against the Taliban, but in Afghanistan as well, there's stepped up military operations, and yeah. this is in part a reaction to that. Uh, you know, uh, meanwhile, while this is going on in Afghanistan, yeah. uh, Hamid Karzai's brother, yeah. Ahmed Wali Karzai, yeah. it's like, you know, Wally <laughs> Cleaver and Beaver Cleaver. <laughs> it's hard to believe his name is Wally. Uh, it really is. Well, it's Ahmed Wali. Yeah. Uh, he's drawn controversy over his alleged ties to the uh, Afghan opium trade, but also it's been revealed that he'd been on the CIA payroll for the past eight years. What's that mean? It means that as long back when there was when the Taliban came in and supposedly eradicated the tal, the opium trade, yeah, way back then, yeah, just right before nine yeah. eleven, they pretty much taken the opium trade out. That's when they were blowing Buddhas off the wall. They were blowing Buddhas. These are not, not good people, but they were in the process of getting rid of opium as a, as the major drug of Afghanistan. Yeah, right around that time, if my math is correct, at two thousand and one, yeah. The uh, the United States started paying this Karzai's brother to get involved in what? The opium trade? What was he involved with at that point? Apparently. What was he doing? Apparently he's made a killing on the opium trade. He's been responsible. He's one of the major distributor players in the opium trade in Afghanistan. Uh So what were we paying him to do? Bring democracy to Afghanistan. (laughs) I mean, serious. I mean, people are, you know, the conspiracy theorists are constantly talking about the opium trade as the real reason we're in Afghanistan. Protect the opium Mm -hmm. trade. Because it's a multi, multi, hundreds of billions of dollars a year trade in the world. And it went away, essentially, or was impacted, but certainly by the Taliban. And they we paying him to do what? Make sure it, it runs efficiently, I guess. This is not good. Yes, sir. Not good. At least 105 people were killed in a car bombing in the northwestern Pakistani city of Peshawar. More than 100 were also wounded yeah, in the attack, really which hard. targeted a crowded market. Where the women's market, by the way, it was a oh, pre- yeah, pre- right, yeah. predominantly women shopping for Western clothing. Yeah. Women are not supposed to shop for Western clothing, apparently. The Obama administration and Colombia signed an agreement to expand the U.S. presence in Colombia. We've been following this one for a while. We have. Now it's official. We've been calling this for a while. Officials say the deal will give the U.S. access to seven Colombian bases for the next decade. In addition to 800 U.S. troops and 600 U.S. civilian contractors, uh, they'll be permitted on Colombian soil and uh, get diplomatic immunity there. By the way, Colombia is one of the most corrupt countries in the world, one of also a heavy into the nar- narcotics trade and is that a listing in parade magazine it, the most is, most corrupt countries most, in the world most one of the most corrupt countries in the world and also just this is a little fun fact one of the largest if not it's one of the top 3 largest internally displaced populations in the world there are more internal refugees in colombia than it, with the exception of like somalia but there are more refugees and, uh, re- in yeah, colombia yeah, that's right. from other countries no no just internally there's so much it's civil when you say war. Internal, how I do you mean, mean people that have been displaced from their homes who are essentially are wandering we, around within the borders of Colombia. 
So they're, like, they're not refugees from Colombia. They're just refugees from their homes. Internally their displaced people. Yeah, I mean, yeah. call them refugees. But there's like Iraq, Somalia, and Colombia are the three biggest populations of it. So you have massive corruption, drug trade, and civil war, and internally displaced people. A perfect place for us to put more military. Uh-huh. Isn't that a perfect place for us to be right now? Putting more military instead of trying to actually help these people. Well, you got to take advantage of the crisis, Mike. Yeah. In Ecuador, yeah. lawyers for the Amazonian residents seeking damages from the oil giant Chevron revealed a U.S. resident who secretly recorded the judge in the case is a convicted drug felon. Yeah. Now, this is a long story. Yeah, it is. Uh, you could listen to much of the story at uh, kuci.org slash film school. We, uh, we, we interviewed Joe Berlinger, and uh-huh. he's the uh, director of the film Crude, the real story behind oil. Yeah, and it's focuses on this on this particular uh, case here where the residents of an area that was completely contaminated mm-hmm. by Shell are suing Shell in the largest uh, Chevron. lawsuit Just, Chevron yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, the largest lawsuit ever 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 27 billion dollars well there's, there's an appointed expert who has recommended Chevron play 27 billion dollars appointed expert yeah, yeah anyway yeah, that, that's, that, that's, that's what the court is basically yeah. weighing whether or not it's going to be that or whatever. So these they're trying to muck up the works here. They're going in and saying the judge is tainted, he's corrupt, this and the other. And it's just enough. Yeah. And meanwhile, they say he's he's uh, the judge is tainted. But the guy doing but this, the guy who's saying it, as, as we reported just yeah. now, yeah, is a uh, convicted drug felon. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you? He's ripped. Uh, okay. Fidel and Raul Castro's sister admitted she spied on her brothers for the CIA in the 1960s. That would be Juanita Castro. Yeah. It's all these, you know, revelations coming out. Yeah. By the way, this is at the time when the uh, the CIA, the American government, was in an active campaign to assassinate Fidel Castro. Yeah. And she's she's not chummy with Fidel or Raul. Apparently not. No, they. Yeah. She's pretty much left the country, and and she wrote this in her memoir. Yeah, within the Cuban immigrant community, mostly out of South Florida, she's considered a icon, uh-huh. a, a a real stellar of, of freedom. You know, a star of the free Cuba movement. I'm sorry. I stumbled there a little bit. Pardon me. A pro-bay of pigger. A pro-bay of pigger. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. There you go. The Toronto Star published a series of classified photographs that raised new questions about whether the United States is holding an innocent Canadian citizen at Guantanamo. That would be Omar Kadir. Mm-hmm. Is accused of throwing a grenade. We've been followed this guy for a while, too. Yeah. Accused of throwing a grenade, fatally wounding a U.S. soldier in 2002 in Afghanistan. But they have photos of him yeah. that apparently were taken at this time. He was, uh, at the time, 15 years old. Right. And now they apparently have photos that were taken at that exact moment, and he was buried under a pile of rubble. Tough to throw a grenade. Yeah. When you're, and also wounded by shrapnel. Yeah. As also, he was wounded under a pile of rubble. And, and, he, and, he, and he's quite an athlete. <laughs> Lee quite, uh, quite gifted that way. Well, all right. He was crippled at the time, too. Okay. Wow. Yeah. This, this guy is yeah. amazing. How yeah. did he manage to throw that grenade as know. he was buried under I the do pile know, of rubble, crippled? I, I don't know. But and the, blinded, it said, too. And the, blinded know, also. And blinded. You know what? The Dodgers need a good starter. Okay. And maybe, thinking? maybe I'm, thinking, I'm thinking maybe this guy's got some raw talent. We, we don't could. know how he is. With a four-seam fastball, but man, can he put a dip on that grenade. <laughs> He's got kind of a splitter action on that uh-huh. on that grenade, yeah. yeah, so he can really wow. do that. Yeah. Well. Here at home, 
House sec speaker, uh, I was going to say secretary, and then it came out all Yeah, baffling. it did kind of, kind of, but it's <laughs> yeah, okay. It like I was going to say something about sex. Yeah. House sex spot Nancy Pelosi yeah. unveiled a health care reform bill that <laughs> included, oh goodness, included a government-funded public insurance option and a new tax on wealthy Americans to help fund it. Ugh. Damn it. Now, of course, critics say she's, this isn't going far enough, but it sounds... You know the way things were going. This is this is it. Not so. Yeah, this is not. You know, I mean, yeah. uh, you know, we all. You know, even though the it's majority of Americans here. want some kind of a health, uh, an option, a public option, even though a lot of them, probably thirty-five percent or more, want a single payer system. Yeah. Apparently, this is the best we're going to get. Something. By the way, uh-huh. at the end kind of all, sounds of, like UCI's administration. Yeah. You know, I mean, you yeah. can get all the all the all the faculty, everybody saying we want something, and then. In the end, you get like you know, a third of that. Yeah, yeah. If you, that, you have you to get, jump up and like, oh, thank you. Yeah, thank we you so much. we won't hurt you. Is the reaction? <laughs> yeah, we're not going to hurt you. And everybody's happy about that. And that's kind of the thing here. Yeah. By the way, can I just say? I wish I could say the words that I want to say about Harry Reid and Joe Lieberman. I wish I could say them, but the uh, the FCC restricts my ability to actually articulate what I want to say <laughs> about both of them. So I'll just leave it at Harry Reid is a spineless a worthless leader of uh, the, the Senate for the Democrats. Duckless Gucks? Thank you. Thank you for saying it that way. Duckless yes. Gucks. Yeah. And, uh, and Le- Joe Lieberman is a major douchebag. Uh, wow, you, should, yeah. you can't say that. Can I not say that? No, I think you can say that. You can say minor douchebag. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. I can say that. And uh, I know where, that's where we're going. That's why I'm, I'm kind of preempting this, the next story about the the Senate and then Joe Lieberman. Go ahead. Now, Joe Lieberman apparently is prepared to join the Republicans to vote to not allow the the health care bill of any kind that yeah. has any sort of real reform in it to even get to the floor for a vote. God he's, bless him. He's going to join with the Republicans and he's going to join in a filibuster if necessary, if it in fact somehow gets to the floor of the Senate for a vote in order to comp- to to uh, prevent anything from happening because he comes from the state of Connecticut and in the state of Connecticut is the headquarters for most of the major in, uh, insurance companies in America. Mm-hmm. Just a coincidence, I'm sure. And he is a worthless bag of crap, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> the most. Why do you hate Joe Lieberman so much? I, I really, I've hated him since he ran as a, the Repub- the Dem- Republican. That was a Freudian stuff. The Democratic vice presidential candidate. The more I got to know about him, the less I like him, and it's gone down way downhill since then. He does seem to have a. Uh... I just say quoi about him. He does. Yeah. He <laughs> if that if that's the French for some obscene phrase that I can't say on the air, I agree with you. No, I it's true. I, I just, don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's what just, it generally means. No, I know. You know what it and anyway, so uh yeah, that's that's uh Joe Lieberman, the worst senator in the history of American Senate. Perhaps not. Perhaps not, but certainly right in that Hall of Fame, certainly. A new study showed that a lack of health insurance led to the deaths of nearly 17,000 children over the span of less than two decades. So they did a report, and they discovered that that, uh, children with insurance had a much greater survival rate, which isn't surprising. But that's, that's what... The health bill means right. That's that's an example of right. what that's this what really means. While Joe not Lieberman having is, is out there yeah. getting bucks from insurance companies, 
he might want to weigh the deaths of 17,000 children against that. It, Probably it, not. And part of that group, they're part of a group of about 44,000, according to a Harvard research study, uh, 44,000 uh, people who die every year because they don't have insurance. Uh-huh. Part of that group. I is plan this, on being one of those. I, I looks like I may be one of those. Yeah, I'm sort of planning ahead. By the way, the, the, even with this, let's just go back to healthcare for a second. Even this healthcare bill that's in front of the House, which is the best it seems we're going to get, will only end up affecting, according to the, the Congressional Budget Office, about 6 million Americans. If, if you have, a, yeah, if yeah. You have a, a company insurance policy, all, if you have access to other kinds of insurance, chances are you're not even qualified to get into this public option. Nope. 6 million out of the 45 million people, that, or what is it? No, whatever it is, 40 million plus who are uninsured at this point in America. Okay, a former so-called enemy combatant who was jailed in the U.S. for over six years without charge was sentenced to over eight years in prison. That would be Ali Almari, Hmm. pleaded guilty to a single conspiracy charge earlier this year. And that was after the Obama administration charged him to avoid a Supreme Court hearing challenging his indefinite imprisonment. Yeah. So it was a complex case here. But it seems to have resolved himself with him being in jail for eight years. And they took into account that he had been indefinitely imprisoned for quite a while, too, in sentencing him. He's had, a, I think, 15-year sentence. Right. I don't uh, see. I'm not I'm reading this story as well. And I'm not sure they cut nine months out for his in response to his harsh conditions of yeah, his yeah. imprisonment. Now, are they counting also time served already yeah. against that eight years? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. OK. All right. Yeah. OK. President Obama signed into law the $680 billion National Defense Authorization Act, the largest military spending bill of its kind ever in the universe. The bill includes funding for the occupation of Iraq and Afghanistan and modifies the military commission systems at Guantanamo Bay. It will uh, change, change includes the new restrictions. That's what he meant by change, I guess. Yeah, that's change we can believe in, apparently. He believes in. New restrictions on hearsay and coerced testimony. Well, that's good. Yeah. Although, without barring them completely. So, you get get to have a little bit of coerced testimony there. It also increases prisoners' access to evidence and witnesses. So, it's not 100% bad, but I don't like the idea of uh, another $680 billion Thrown down a hole to help Halliburton. Well, and it's an increase of twenty-four billion dollars from last year. Now, now, th- this is the thing: uh, whether you agree or disagree with the with the the idea of a, a, a military budget that is this large, yeah. more than the rest of the world combined spends on the military on yeah. their military, more than the rest of the world combined. Okay, but what is so distressing about this? This is not been dis- I have not seen this. Any, I watch the news. I watch a fair amount of news. I read a fair amount of newspapers, and I have not seen one story of any consequence on this. Yeah. And all the chest thumping and screaming and wailing and gnashing of teeth over health care that's going on that might end up costing. I mean, it's you know, it's not even going to cost us anything at the at the end of the day. It's going to save money. Yeah. All of that over health care, which we need as human beings. And this large military budget, not even discussed anywhere, is obscene. A newly disclosed report revealed nearly half the members of a House committee responsible for military spending are under scrutiny by congressional ethics watchdogs. This is a report that was inadvertently published uh, publicly on the com- oh, yeah. on a computer network. Yeah. Just happened to get out there. Oops. So they're looking into John Murtha as well as six hundred lawmakers tied to PMA Group. 
which is a uh, defense appropriations. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be one of those, one of them scandals that the Dems and the Republicans both get caught up. Yeah. in. I I know that there's a couple of congressmen from California that have been under scrutiny uh, for this stuff for a long time. Meanwhile, so, uh, Democrats are looking into uh, whether the CIA illegally misled Congress on intelligence committees. Apparently, they had on at least five times since 2001 on cases including the torture of prisoners, the shooting down of airplane of an airplane over Peru, and the Bush administration's secret assassination program. <laughs> well, that's guaranteed to go nowhere. Yeah. The White House announced $3.4 billion in funding for smart grid technology. That's the biggest good. grant ever. Good. That is a good thing. Yeah. President Obama paid a visit to uh, Delaware's Dover Air Force Base to witness the return of bodies of American soldiers killed there, and Fox News had a heyday. Of course they did. Because, you know, because how, how dare he bring the press corps in to, to shoot these coffins? Obviously. he's uh, he, Since he hates America, it's obviously yeah. just some uh-huh. kind of a ruse to fool us into believing otherwise. In one of the largest bankruptcies in U.S. corporate history, CIT Group. Now, that's not Citigroup. That's uh-uh. CIT Group. Yeah. Or I, CIT Group filed for Chapter 11 protection. Yeah. Their bankruptcy is a pen potential blow to thousands of small and mid-sized businesses that rely on them. Uh, the U.S. government is likely to use $2.3 billion it sunk into the ailing company last year, bailing them out. Yeah, I, I read a little bit about this. In the, in, uh, yeah, it's just one of them funny shell games the financial industry yeah. is playing on us. They're, they're eventually going to get out of this, and they're not going to have to pay a lot of people in the process. The White House pays are overseeing seven major bills, bailed out firms, actually increased base salaries at the same time as he cut overall compensation last week. Yeah. So this is the Pazar that was going to fix things. Yeah. Kenneth Feinberg, he reduced compensation by about half for 136 employees, including 25 executives, but he raised salaries on an, an average of 14% after the banks complained. Overall, fourteen percent. I wasn't quite. I'm not sure how to read that. Did yeah, I'm not sure exactly he, he, how to read he, it either. And I'm because, sure we aren't. Yeah, because <laughs> if he cut is. it by half, but then he increased it by fourteen percent, meaning the base salary is increased by fourteen percent, but they cut all these wild compensation pro- packages by half. Yeah, that would mean a net loss. I hope to the banks. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> because if at the end of the day they ended up with fourteen percent more than they had from before, no, then I, that, yeah. I, I think that's probably the right way to read it, though. Uh, yeah. They they got cut in half and then they got added because they were getting, but it was fourteen percent. I think after it was cut in half. Yeah. So yeah, ah, that makes sense. Yes, and finally, yeah, and finally, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce sued the S man, and this is particularly interesting for those of you listening right now because Mike and I will be interviewing Andy Bicklebaum, one of the S men, uh, about an hour from now at nine thirty on Film School. He'll be talking about his new movie, The Yes Men Fix the World. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's been sued. The S-Men, because they staged a fake press conference, this is what they're famous for, the S-Men, a fake press conference at the National Press Club last week to announce that the chamber was changing its stance on climate change and supporting capping greenhouse gas emissions. Weekly Signal's Weekly Review is broadcast every Tuesday on KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California, To learn more about Weekly Signals or to download the podcast, visit our website at weeklysignals.com. And be sure to visit nathancallahan.com for daily readings and feature articles. Until next week, I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. And this is Weekly Signals.